Hello, and welcome back to the Brain Power Podcast. I am your host, Maxwell Hand, and I am actually really excited to bring you another interesting episode about our brains and the clinic, Brainstem Centers. Um, I was thinking back to the first podcast I did all the way back in August of 2021. I know it's hard to believe it's been over a year and now it is spooky season and we can finally see the leaves changing colors again. One of my absolute favorite times of the year and I know for a lot of people and a lot of kids it's also a fun and exciting time. Now over the past year I myself have been extremely lucky to continue learning and continue growing so much but I'm not the only one that has been changing. This entire field of TMS or transcranial magnetic stimulation and even our clinic itself has been growing and improving alongside. So I want to do a small recap of what has changed at our clinic before I dive into the topic today. So we are now offering two different TMS chair options at both of our locations. The Valencia office acquired a new chair a few months ago and we actually recently set up a second chair in the Encino office as well. And the final exciting thing to talk about is that our Encino office is now called our Calabasas office because we moved. So we still only have two locations, one in Valencia and then one in Calabasas now. It's very exciting. We're very happy to see it and we welcome anyone to come in and check it out. Now, after all the new changes, we are able to really help more patients and it's letting us increase our options for intervention within different disorders and populations. So all good stuff for us as well as for you guys. Now, back to the new chair. It's really important and I think I wanna go over some of the differences we see from the current Nextim machine that we've been using and that I've talked about in previous podcasts. First off, it does not require an MRI. I know, right? Very exciting. And secondly, it's got a lot more flexibility with patients who experience movement disorders or may just have a general anxiety about MRIs. So one of these main groups that we're now able to treat with this chair is the autism spectrum disorder population, the ASD community. It's really cool because within the growing research and exposure of the TMS world, there's also been a big push for early intervention in ASD children and adults. And I am personally happy to see this just because ASD has notoriously been in a kind of underserved community. And now we're finally getting some more research and hopefully some more intervention to helping these people out. So the MagVenture coil or the MagVenture chair can really treat ASD children. And it's a lot different than our first chair because it has a broader stimulation region, obviously excluding the MRI difference. The difference is that the MagVenture coil, the new chair we have, has this broader stimulation region. Um, the Nextim coil is extremely precise, the old one we have, and there are a lot of requirements for patients to sit very still in the same position anywhere from 5 to 30 minutes. For most children, even not on the ASD spectrum, that's pretty difficult to meet. On the other hand, this new coil, the new chair, the MagVenture one, It's a lot less precise and can stimulate over a broader area. So this allows the technician to manually place the coil over the patient's head in between sessions. So the patient is able to move their head around. We don't advise it, but if the patient needs to, we have a lot more flexibility in terms of getting through the treatment. Before I move on, it's really important to note that this new chair is not just for ASD patients. It is also meant to prove for depression and OCD definitely give us a call if you're interested in finding out if you qualify for this chair. 
With the addition of the MagVenture coil, we have also tamed a new and cool EEG cap. It's more suitable for patients who struggle to sit still additionally, and it kind of goes along with this new MagVenture chair. Both of the chairs that we use do still require an EEG to be performed during treatment or before treatment, uh, and this is really one of the main hurdles for most children. But this new chair has definitely made EEG recordings easier because one, we have the ability to pause in the middle, so if something happens, we're able to pause and keep that half recorded. It has a lot more flexibility with patients with movement disorder. It really accounts for general artifact better. So we get this clear recording even in suboptimal conditions. So some noise, eyes blinking, moving around. We can still get a nice recording after all that kind of stuff. Another thing that's important to note is that for any cases that involve a minor, we will need to perform a consultation with our staff. This is really to assess whether or not the TMS is the right option for them, and if they can even get through the process. There are still some stipulations about kids moving around too much that it won't really help them in the long run. So we want to make sure we're not wasting your time and not wasting our time. So just give us a call and you can check out some of these new updates as well as find out some more information about this new chair at our website at www.brainstemcenters.com. And really quickly before today's topic, some quick facts to think about or what to expect when you yourself or you are trying to get your child involved in this new chair in TMS. Currently, TMS is not approved for ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder. It's not covered under insurance, so it would come out to be an out-of-pocket expense. Patients typically come in for between 30 to 40 sessions, depending on the protocol, and that's going to be once per weekday, and it roughly ends up being six to eight weeks in total. We do treat Monday through Friday, and the sessions last about 40 minutes, depending on the quality of the treatment, but we do ask you to have an entire hour free in case the treatment does take longer or we have some paperwork to fill out. Paperwork is something that I think I want to mention as well because our clinic does perform these multiple assessments throughout the treatment at the beginning and the end, and this really helps us keep track of the progress and see if there needs to be any changes made to the protocol. I know getting your kids to do anything is really difficult, but it means a lot to us if we can have you help us out, get the kids to kind of go along with filling out some basic forms because it'll help us understand what's going on in the little brains. After all of that, our goal is really to help as many people as possible see a difference in their brain and behavior. And that's why I'm here making this podcast because I really want to see a difference and help more people understand it. So that was a mouthful. That was a lot of updates where we're currently at with our clinic. Now we can dive into some of the fun stuff, some of the sciencey stuff, which we all know is my favorite. I think breaking down some of the basics behind ASD and really how transcranial magnetic stimulation can be used as a therapeutic source is important for today, especially because of the new updates we've been getting with a new chair. Now, one of the hardest parts about behaviors and really treating ASD is that it's this huge spectrum. Most people who experience it show significantly different behaviors, especially at a younger age, all the way to adults. Um, really basically what we know about ASD is that it is a neurodevelopmental condition and some of the common signs that are shown of this disorder include social, motor, and emotional impairments. So generally dampened neural signaling. Additionally, some of the common ones are continuous or repetitive behaviors in many cases for ASD children. Now, from a different perspective, that was kind of the psychological perspective, from a neurological perspective, ASD can be seen as a compromised higher order brain network. Now, what does that mean? 
it essentially means that we have these long and complicated neuron connections in our brain. And these allow us to perform these higher order functions like emotional and social intelligence, things that require multiple regions of our brain and it requires us to have a proper connection. In many cases of ASD, these neuron connections are a little dampened or reduced and don't function as effectively as they normally would in a neurotypical patient. Here we can kind of look at it as the just behaviors, the psychological aspect, or we can look at it on the kind of the brain aspect from the neurological perspective. What's cool about TMS and how it interacts with ASD is that we've learned from previous podcasts that TMS can actually interact and affect this concept of a neurological network. In this way, TMS is thought to be able to alter their connectivity either by decreasing or increasing the activity and really depending on what parameters we set. So unfortunately, there is still a lot not known about autism and really how TMS interacts with it, but we do have some pretty good initial research that shines some light on some of these potential benefits. Some of the previous studies that we currently have available to us really shows us that TMS therapy can improve attention span, social interaction, engagement, and language development. Um, it has a few other minor improvements, but for the most part, those are the big ones. But what does this really mean for your child and how does it translate to everyday life? So we have seen patients at our clinic, they show improvements at school with attention and focus. Some patients even start to communicate better, use more complex language. And we have some patients who have developed a better appetite. So normally you'd see a very picky eater and it'd be difficult to feed them. Now they're able to try more foods and kind of express their thoughts on it. So these are all really helpful when it comes to treating patients who normally have a hard time expressing themselves. And we're really excited to see this kind of stuff and hopefully see more improvements along the way as this science develops. All right, I think before I get any more sidetracked, I was thinking about wrapping up. We've covered a lot of stuff, some new updates at our clinic at both offices some of the new tech we have at our office, as well as some of the cool science stuff, which you know I just love. And I think that everyone should be interested just a little bit in some of the deeper thoughts that we have and how we can really help the brain do a little bit better through learning a little bit more. Like always, we're learning every day as I am, as you are, and I hope this podcast has helped you a little bit. Please share this or leave a comment with anyone who you think is interested in. We really do appreciate all the feedback you guys give us. It helps us make it better and it helps me learn from my mistakes. I really hope you all have a wonderful day. I will see you on the next installment of the Brain Power Podcast.